It's a mailbag Friday on the podcast covering a lot of your questions from Twitter. How do the Braves trade at Marcelo Zuna? Should they preparing, be preparing Von Grissom for left field? Should the Atlanta Braves be buying big on a shortstop and a left fielder this offseason? And what can we expect from Mike Soroka? Can he get back to the player that he was before? We're answering those questions and many more on this episode of Locked On Braves. So let's get into it. You are Locked On Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Hello and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I am your host, Jake Mastriani. You can follow me on Twitter at shortstopball. Check out my bio there to see where I'm covering the game of baseball. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On underscore Braves. Send in any questions, comments, or feedback you have for the podcast. This entire mailbag episode Friday is going to be built based on your questions submitted on Twitter. So make sure you're involved there in the conversation. If you're new, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, subscribe wherever you get your podcast. And thank thank you as always for making Lockdown Braves your first listen of each and every day. Before we get into this mailbag episode, I want to remind you that it's brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online had you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. So, this is a, a late night Friday edition of the mailbag podcast. Got a lot of great questions that were submitted on Twitter. I'm sure we'll have some others here in the chat as well that we'll get to later in the podcast, but I appreciate everybody who submits questions throughout the week. Uh, Make sure again that you're following us on Twitter so that you can be part of the show and submit those questions in. Our first question of the night comes from Jay, who says, it seems like the Dodgers camp is hearing something different on the Braves front office pursuit of Trey Turner. David Vasai of LA radio host. uh, Sorry, I'm not really sure who that is, but um, says the Braves, Cubs, and Phillies have shown interest in Trey Turner. Now, look again, I, I don't know this this David person. I'm sure he's a very reputable source there on the West Coast. I'm just not familiar with him. But have the Braves checked in on Trey Turner? Sure. Have they checked, checked in on Carlos Correa? I would imagine so. What is their level of interest in Trey Turner? I would imagine they're just exploring their options as any Good team and any GM should do. Do I believe the Braves are going to spend $28, $30 million a year on Trey Turner for six, seven years? I do not. Uh, it's just, I said this the other day, the, the, the sound that I'm hearing coming out of the Braves, you know, coaching staff front office is that it's Dansby or it's Vaughn Grissom. It's not like it's Dansby, and if we don't get him, then we'll go get one of the more expensive guys in Trey Turner and Carlos Correa. And that's probably not how this thing's going to play out anyway. You're going to see Correa and Turner most likely sign first, and then you'll see Bogarts and Dansby when teams, you know, like the Cubs, who I'm sure are interested in all these free agent shortstops, and others like the Dodgers, who are, you know, obviously in the market for a shortstop, once they make, you know, their moves for the top guys, then you'll probably see them pivot to maybe a, a Bogarts or a Dansby Swanson. So it makes sense for Dansby himself 
to watch this process play out and see, you know, what where some of these top guys go and then see if that opens up his market a little bit more. Um, there's also this idea that the Braves grooming Von Grissom for shortstop is just a, a ploy uh, to kind of put pressure on Dansby Swanson and his camp. I, I, that was my first thought, honestly, when I heard it, but I also just think it makes a lot of sense. I mean, if for some reason you don't sign Dansby and you're, you're not comfortable going to the level that maybe another team is, and I think that's okay, and I want Dansby back more than anybody, but again, as I've been saying all offseason, $22 million a year for five, six years for Dansby Swanson makes me a little nervous. And again, I'm one of his biggest supporters and has been even before this breakout 2022 season. So if Alex Anthopoulos doesn't feel comfortable going that level and Dansby wants to go elsewhere, then I think maybe you do pivot to Grissom and then make a big upgrade in left field. But as far as Trey Turner goes, it's just really, really hard for me to imagine the Braves saying, no, we won't spend the money on Dansby. Let's spend $5 million more a year on Trey Turner, a guy who is built around his speed and power combination as a, a smaller guy and somebody who's not very good defensively. You know, we talk about signing Dansby, who what happens when his defense goes away? What happens when Trey Turner starts to lose some of that speed and power as he gets up in age as well? A guy who's already not very good defensively and may end up at second base uh, towards the end of a, a five, six year deal. So again, there's risk obviously in all these deals and they're both very good players. And I would take Trey or Dansby on the Braves. But again, I just don't see the Braves not signing Dansby going for the money that it's worth to, to sign Dansby and then saying, let's spend even more to go get Trey Turner. I just, are they interested? Have they checked in on Trey Turner? I'm sure they have. I just question their level of interest. Um, next question comes from Whit Price. He says, do you think the Braves would target uh, Kodai Senga and what is the max amount that you would pay for Bellinger? Uh, full disclosure, I really haven't paid much attention to Kodai Senga just because I really don't think the Braves are involved. There's been no rumors that the Braves are involved. I do know MLB trade rumors projected him to get a five-year, $75 million deal. That's about $15 million a year. That is $15 million a year. So it's not a terrible, you know, killer contract. We just haven't seen Alex Anthopoulos give out long-term deals to free agent pitchers. We've seen him do the one-year things, the, the Dallas Keuchel's, the Charlie Morton, the, the Drew Smiley's. We've seen him give out, you know, some high AAV one-year deals to veteran pitchers, but we've yet to see him go out in free agency and really sign a guy long-term. So I just don't think he's going to pivot from that on a guy who, you know, anytime somebody's coming over internationally, there's questions on how their game's going to translate. So I don't personally see the Braves getting involved in that. And I've been saying all off season, I just think the bigger needs are at shortstop and left field. I don't see them spending money on starting pitching where they have a, a lot of really good, depth there already as far as cody bellinger bellinger goes i'd give him a one-year eight million dollar prove it type deal that'd probably be the max i'd be willing to spend on him if you you know exhausted all your options for left field nothing really seemed to work out uh then i'd take a shot on bellinger again and about that eight million dollar range maybe you give him a one-year eight million dollar year with a you know, an option for for ten million next year, with maybe a two million buyout or something, so he gets ten million guaranteed. Uh, I think he could, he may get more than that. Um, let me know if you think that's that's too much. And again, 
I don't necessarily love the deal. I think there's better options out there, but that would be the most I would be willing to spend on Bellinger to see if he could come in and prove it on a one-year deal. And David uh, Searles says, do you think Mike Soroka can return to form? Um, do I think he can? Yes, absolutely. I think he can return to form. However, I'm not convinced that he will. And that you've been listening to me on the podcast for a while now. I'm a see it and believe it kind of guy when it comes to, to things like this. Now, there are players that I will project more so prospects, but Mike Soroka is just a unique case and a guy who had shoulder issues before tearing his Achilles twice. And it's just an, it's something that's really, really difficult to come back from, not just one time, but when you've done it twice. And not to mention, and I talked about this the other day, an article from David O'Brien on The Athletic where they interviewed Mike Soroka, and he talked about the fact that he just completely had to essentially redo his his pitching mechanics in order to try to avoid some of these injuries that his previous pitching mechanics were perhaps the result of. So this is a guy that's having to completely overhaul his, his pitching technique. That's going to take some time, and not to mention he hasn't pitched in a big league game in, in over two years uh, once you know the season gets going. Again, can he get there? Yes, I have all the confidence in the world of Mike Soroka. I think he's a, a, a great guy. I think he's a great player with a great mentality. I think most players would have caved in after that second Achilles tear and what he's been through, but he's stayed focused. He wants to get back, and he wants to get back to that level that he was at, but that's just – it's a it's a big hill to climb. Now I think I think at the very least he comes back and maybe he pitches to a, a mid rotation type starter. Uh, I, I certainly feel confident he can get to that level. But where he was before, I mean, we're talking about a, a Cy Young candidate, an ace, top of the rotation guy. So to say that he's going to get back to that level after all he's been through, it's just really really hard to see that right now. But I would not bet against. Mike Soroka and I'm certainly cheering for him just as hard as anybody else is I love the guy and I loved watching him pitch and I certainly hope he gets back to that level all right got some more questions coming up talking about Marcelo Zuna and should the Braves spin big and fill the holes at shortstop and left field we'll answer those questions next BetOnline.net is your number one source for football betting info this season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news, podcasts, and in-depth articles and analysis on every game that you can find at BetOnline. And as always, BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sport wagering information with live betting and up-to-the-minute scores for every sport out there. It's the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including NBA, MMA, boxing, and golf. Got the World Cup going on right now as well head to betonline.net or use your mobile device to learn more bet online where the game starts i got a couple more questions to get into here keep submitting those in the chat i'll get to those in the final section the next one comes from william fuljam who says what would you give in a trade for someone to take ozuna and eat all of the contract it would be a lot but we are stacked at young pitchings um, and there's another question from Sean Barry, kind of on this note. I was going to answer both. He says, is Ian the best trade chip to pair with Ozuna to try and move him? So answer William's questions first. Nobody is taking all of Ozuna's contract. I don't care who you pair with him unless you're pairing, you know, Ronald Acuna Jr. or Michael Harris. I, 
nobody's taking on all of Ozuna's contract. I've said all offseason, I think at best you can get somebody to take 10 to 12 million at best. Um, and it's really hard to even see that happening. Nobody is taking on that entire contract unless I would say, unless you're taking a big contract back in return. And I just, I don't like the bad contract for bad contract swap. I do think your best bet is attaching a couple of young pitching prospects to Williams point. We do have some depth there. And I think if you attach a young pitching prospect or two, then maybe you get a team to eat 10 or 12 million. Um, but I think that's even if you attach, you know, Jared Schuster and Kyle Muller, who are the Braves, you know, top two prospects right now, according to MLB pipeline, maybe you would get that type of, of return. Again, somebody who's trading for Azuna, they're going to cut him. They're not going to want to deal with the, the PR headache. And you're most likely, you're gonna, if you're doing this type of deal, you're, you're trading them to a team that's rebuilding. So they don't really want Ozuna on the team anyway. So again, they're paying, you're essentially just paying for prospects. And I know that's something that Alex Gonzalez certainly doesn't want to do, especially with how thin the farm system is for the Braves, but that's really your best bet in my mind in order to try to save money and, and get rid of Ozuna. I'm starting to lean towards the fact that Braves are probably just going to end up having to to cut him i hope that's not the case but again i think your best bets to attach a couple of young prospects you know maybe a, a darius vines and a, and a roiber salinas so you get a couple you know one guy who, who's just about ready and another one who's kind of coming up and a, and a hot prospect with some more upside you know again and this is to save i think at most you know 10 to 12 million i think more likely you'll see somebody who's willing to pay six or eight million a couple of prospects i do think ian anderson would be a solid attachment on ozuna you trade him to a team that's maybe on the fringe of of contending and they see something in ian anderson that can unlock him to get him going and i think even if you attach somebody like ian anderson you're maybe getting six or eight million back in that deal again this is a tough situation it's not just you know, you can't just trade Ozuna away and somebody take on that money. It's not going to happen or it would have been done already. I, I'm I'm getting a little concerned that Alex is going to take him onto the roster till next year uh, because he just really doesn't want to eat that money. And I just don't think there's a deal out there unless you're going to put two of your, your best young pitching prospects and attach them to Ozuna. I just don't think there's a move out there where you're really going to save significant money by dealing him so it is a it's a really really tough situation for alex anthopolis but you know he made the deal he made the contract so you know you got you have to live with that and you obviously couldn't foresee the off-field circumstances that were going to happen but that's what the braves are stuck with and look i've also said this ozuna's a guy you give him 400 450 plate appearances he's gonna hit 25 to 30 home runs he hits the ball hard it's just he doesn't do anything else for you. He can't play defense. He can't run. It's just, you know, it's home run or bust for him. The Braves already have a, a lot of players like that in this lineup who can do other things as well. I just don't, I don't, I don't want to zoom on this team for, for many reasons. And I don't think he's needed on this team, but because of his contract, there's a chance he could still be on this team. Chris Shaffey asks, if the Braves went high on shortstop like keep Dansby and then cut Ozuna, would you be okay with Grissom in left field as a platoon with Eddie? 
I do like the idea, and I've talked about the idea of grooming Vaughn Grissom for left field, whether they you know sign Dansby or not. Obviously, they don't sign Dansby. Then I think you're grooming him to be be your everyday future shortstop. But I I do like the idea of grooming Vaughn Grissom for left field, not to necessarily make it his permanent long term position, but because I like him in that super utility Chris Taylor, Gavin Lux type role who can you know, bounce around the infield, go in the outfield, start four or five games a week, fill in if a guy gets hurt. Uh, I just, I really love that role and that idea for Von Grissom, but I would not put Von Grissom in left field. And I don't think you can do this right away to start the season. I think you'd have to go down to the minors and get some more work there and then come up. But I would not put him in left field as a platoon partner with Eddie Rosario. If you're going to groom him to play the left field position, you put him in there every day and that's you know his spot unless he he doesn't earn it or he doesn't hit well but i would not i would not use him as a platoon but i like the idea of grooming him for left field as an option there for sure whether you know to make that his position in 2023 or whether to just increase his versatility to become that super utility type player for the braves uh brad horn says if the braves want to be a top five in payroll why not resign dansby and a top tier left fielder if so who's available that's a high market left fielder that they could sign or trade for and that's exactly what i've been saying and i think it's the decision that the braves are, are trying to to deal with and contemplate right now yeah they, they're saying out loud they want to be a top five payroll i don't i don't know if they don't understand what that means or if if they really mean it because again it's one of those things i need to see it to believe it because if you're going to be a top five payroll you have to go into the tax it's something we've never seen the braves do you know david o'brien you know tweeted and said he's been told they're not going to be a luxury tax team but you can't be a luxury tax team and be a top five top five payroll you you have to be a luxury tax team and if they're going to go over the tax which again they're up against it right now with no other signings, they cannot sign Dansby Swanson right now without being in the luxury tax. And if you're going to go over the tax with just $233 million next year, you might as well go big and left field as well. Maybe not big, but make something, you know, a marginal move, not do a platoon option out there. And I see JL commenting in the chat section, can we get Judge? You can't do Judge and Dansby. That probably would take you over the second luxury tax. Um, so I think they're out on Judge. I think they're out on Nimmo, which would be another $100 million deal. But I do think that next tier down, whether it's Andrew Benintendi, who I like, Mitch, Mitch Hanniger, uh, maybe Michael Conforto, you know, somebody in that you know, range, that 15, 12 to $15 million a year range, I do think if the Rays are going to go over the tax and they're going to sign Dansby Swanson, which – Look, for all we know, the Braves have an offer on the table to Dansby Swanson, and that offer is going to take them into the tax. So I think if you read in between the lines a little bit there, unless AA just thinks he's going to make a miraculous trade to, to shed money with Marcelo Zuna, then if there is an offer out there to Dansby Swanson, then there's an offer to go in the luxury tax. And if you're going to go into the luxury tax, you might as well go big and left field. And again, my pick has been Andrew Benintendi. I think he's the best fit. As a free agent, he gives you something different in the Braves lineup, somebody who's going to get on base, somebody who's not going to swing and miss a ton. I do like Andrew Renatendi. He, he would be my pick as a free agent. I don't really know as far as trades who all is available yet. I think we'll get a better idea of that at the winter meetings. I know there's been some talk about 
perhaps one of the guys from the Diamondbacks being available, whether that's Dalton Varshow, Jake McCarthy, Corbin Carroll. Um, but it's just I'm not really sure who's available out there in trades at the moment. You know, Teoscar Hernandez would have been nice. He's already been dealt. Um, Hunter Renfro would have been nice. He's already been dealt. So I'm sure there's some guys available out there. We're just not you know, necessarily sure at this moment and what that price would be. Like I said, Braves prospect and farm system already deemed to be pretty thin. So could they be outbid by whoever is available out there? But I do think, you know, back to, to Brad's point, you're going to spend big on Dansby. You're going to go into the tax. Might as well spend significant money and upgrade left field as well. That's what I think the Braves should do, but it's not my money. But hopefully that is certainly what we see this offseason. All right, take another break, come back, give you a couple uh, news items, including Ron Acuna Jr.'s day in the Venezuelan League, and then get to some of your questions in the chat as well. So make sure you submit those in now, and we'll answer those here next. So again, hope you all had a great Thanksgiving holiday. Appreciate you joining me here tonight. Appreciate you giving us a listen. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and subscribe to Lockdown Braves wherever you get your podcast. I appreciate all the support. A couple of news items real quick, and then got a couple more questions in the chat. Uh, Ron Acuna Jr. in his third game in the Venezuelan Winter League, uh, expected to play five games there at DH. He went one for three with a walk and a couple of strikeouts. So again, it, 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 the competition is what it is. I'm just you know happy to see him down there and playing, getting to see some clips as well of him playing, still watching that home run that he hit the other night when he pinch hit. Uh, it's been, you know, it's truly fun uh, just to be able to see him do that in his home country. And it's great to see him having some success and getting some hits and getting on base. Certainly would rather see that and then the other way. And then Carlos Santana signed a one-year $6.7 million deal with the Pirates. Uh, very interesting move there for the Pirates, but glad to see them spending a little bit of money. Look, I'm, I'm in favor of a floor, a spending floor in Major League Baseball. I think all these teams should have the ability to spend $100 million a year. Uh, so I'm happy to see you know when small market teams spend money, even if it is on a, a Carlos Santana DH-type player, veteran, who you know had some good moments last year for the, the Guardians for sure. Um, so that was a, you know, one signing that we saw on Friday. Again, I think we'll see the news really start to pick up later next week as we get into the winter meetings. All right. Check in the chat real quick for a couple of more questions. Jacob Randy says, tell me what you think about the, the stake Braves go big at left field and get Andrew Benintendi or Brandon Nimmo or Cody Bellinger. And then, um, uh, I'm not sure what, uh, talking about shortstop and then get big bullpen piece as well. So Ran uh, Jacob is going all in at this offseason, uh, off season, wanting all the moves. If like, if you don't get Dansby, let's say they don't get Dansby for shortstop. They don't get a shortstop period. You're going to go with Grissom. Then maybe you go big with Brandon Nimmo, which would certainly be a, a big, you know, a different type bat in the Braves lineup, a bat that I think is needed, but, you know, does worry me a little bit spending a hundred, you know, hundred million plus, which is what he's, Brandon Nimmo's projected to get. Um, I think if they didn't get Dansby, they rolled with Grissom. You go get Benintendi for left field. Maybe you get, you know, an additional signing for solid signing for the bullpen. Um, 
I think that certainly could be an option and a way to go. I don't see Cody Bellinger coming in to be that savior. Like I said, if you're going to take him to me, he's one of the the last resorts. Nothing else worked out. Let's see if we can get this guy in a, a one year deal uh, and see if he can bounce back. I'm not all that interested in Cody Bellinger myself. Um, Hines says, I really like Brian Reynolds to play the left field. If we can move Marcel, I doubt the Braves would give up enough prospect capital to strike a deal with the Pirates for him. But what do you think? Yeah, I've thought about Brian Reynolds a couple of times now. I agree with you, Hines. I don't think the Braves would have the prospect capital to acquire a Brian, Brian Reynolds. The Pirates keep saying they're not going to trade him. They have no interest in moving him. Um, I think if he did become available because of where the Braves farm system is right now i don't know that they would be able to put put together a package that would compete with some of the other offers out there but i do like brian reynolds i think he'd be a a nice fit i just from what we hear he's not available and if he were i think the braves would most likely be outbid for his services Hines also says do you think if atlanta doesn't get a premier shortstop doesn't move ozuna or doesn't sign a left fielder who's at better than david um who's at better than David Peralta than the off season is somewhat of a letdown. I'll say this. If they don't, if they don't make a big signing for shortstop or left field, this, this off season would be a bit of a letdown for me. However, I've gone on record and said this team as currently constructed, I think could contend for a postseason spot, whether or not it's enough to win a world series. I don't know, but this team has constructed with Max Reed, Spencer Strider, Kyle Wright, Charlie Morton, and then you know Soroka, Anderson, Elder, Muller, you know, that starting rotation. And you're talking about Ronald Acuna Jr., Austin Riley, Michael Harris, Matt Olson, Ozzy Albies, Travis Darno, William Contreras, that lineup, and then the bullpen, you know, Rysel Iglesias, AJ Minter, Colin McHugh, uh, Dylan Lee, you know, others obviously in there as well. You're telling me that that roster can't contend for at least getting to the postseason. So if no other moves are made, this is still a postseason contending team. Again, whether or not it's a championship contending team, we'll have to see how the season plays out. But that being said, if they don't get anything at shortstop and left field, it would feel like a bit of a, a letdown this offseason. Jomi says, been on the Benintendi train. He and Matt Carpenter saw most of our lineup and depth issues. Look, you get both of those guys. All right, let's say you don't get shortstop. Let's go back to the scenario. You, you aren't able to get Dansby. You're not willing to spend big on the other free agent shortstops. Nobody's out there really in trade. You go with Vaughn Grissom. If you just signed Benintendi for left field, you get Matt Carpenter for the bench. That, to me, would be a pretty solid offseason right there. I, I would love Benintendi in the lineup. I love what Matt Carpenter can give you a left-handed bench bat who can play, you know, a little bit all over, obviously getting up there in age, but I would be happy with that offseason. Honestly, you know, obviously want much more, but I would not hate that. Uh, Marianne Smith says they need to keep Dansby and trade Vaughn because he is good, but like Dansby and keep Eddie. Um, I do agree. They need to keep Dansby. I don't think they need to trade Von Grissom. Look, if there's if you're going to sign Dansby, then what's really the need to trade for somebody unless you're going to trade to upgrade left field? I would much rather them keep Von Grissom, who you can stash in AAA if you need to. He obviously has minor league options. And again, I just love him for that potential super utility Chris Taylor type role as somebody who can play the infield. Hopefully you 
grooming for the outfield a little bit. And you, he, he gives you that versatility. He can give guys off here or there if Braves infielders are willing to take days off during the regular season or if you know somebody gets hurt like Ozzy Albies last year, you got a guy ready to step in who you feel comfortable can handle major league pitching and get hit. So I hope on everything they keep Von Grissom because I just like having his depth. If something were to happen, you can bring up Von Grissom and feel comfortable and you've already seen him at the big league level. Maverick says... Even if we sign Dansby to the six-year, $150 million deal, and then you try to pick up a left-field player, I would look at getting someone for right field to platoon with Acuna, uh, which Grossman wouldn't be so bad. Okay, I'm going to ignore the platoon with Acuna part, but um, uh, you know, Dansby at six at one fifty, I just can't see the Braves doing that at twenty-five million a year. But I'll, I'll, I'm going to ignore the platoon with Acuna part because that's just ridiculous in my mind but expect your respect your opinion there but as far as Grossman and somebody else mentioned this the other day in the comment section on YouTube I do like Grossman as a bench bat a switch hitter I thought he did some good things for the Braves you know if that was somebody they wanted to bring back on the bench I wouldn't mind having Robbie Grossman back um DeAndre Williams says do you see us re-signing Kenley Jansen or what other bullpen arm do you see us adding this offseason I've said that I don't think the Braves really spend much more on bullpen. I think Alex has done a great job with some smaller trade signings, you know, Dennis Santana, Nick Anderson. Um, I think there's one more uh, arm that I'm, I can't remember right now that he went out and got that kind of has some upside as well. So I think he's done a good job kind of making these small moves on guys that are either trying to rebound or maybe they feel like there's something they can fix and break out. So I don't see them signing Kenley Jansen. But I'll go back to what we've kind of been talking about here today. If if things just don't work out at shortstop, maybe you don't feel comfortable with any of the left fielders, then maybe you go out and just shore up the bullpen. Kind of like last year, the Kenley Jansen signing last year came out of nowhere. You felt like the Braves bullpen was solid. It was set. And then, bam, $16 million on Kenley Jansen to shore up something that we already felt like was was pretty done at this point. So, I wouldn't count it out, but I don't think it's necessarily a need. I would rather see them fill shortstop and or left field. Uh, William Pulgham says, trade Grissom, Moeller, Schuster, and Ian Anderson to the Pirates for Reynolds and Bednar. May surprise you, I don't think that's enough uh, for Ryan Reynolds. I, I really don't. I mean, Grissom, I think he'll hit at the major league level, but even with the Braves right now, where do you play him? Um, Kyle Muller, I think, you know, maybe has a ceiling as a number three pitcher. Schuster, the same, really. Uh, and Ian Anderson you know, has had some some good moments, obviously, had some great moments, but you don't know what he is right now. I don't think the, the Pirates are going to give up an all star level player in Reynolds for, you know, that. Um, Jay Flynn says, What about what about Malloy in left field? And I plan to do a deeper dive on. Malloy and Cal Conley on Monday. We're going to start doing minors Mondays where I'm going to uh, do some scouting reports on a couple of various minor league prospects. So I'm going to talk about Malloy more, more on Monday. Um, I, and I've said this before, I do think he's an option for left field, not to start the year. I think he probably needs a little bit more grooming. Now he comes into spring training and they haven't made a move for left field and they, you know, maybe get a, a right-hander to platoon with Rosario and that's their plan going in to the regular season i still think it'd be a situation where it's similar to michael harris where you start him out in the minors you go with the plan you got in left field even if that's a platoon 
You see how that works out. If it's not working out and Justin Henry Malloy is going off at triple A, then yeah, I definitely see see him, you know, coming up. I don't think the Braves would hesitate if they feel like he's ready. We saw that last year with with Michael Harris and Vaughn Grissom. So but I don't think to start 2023, and I don't think you can go into 2023 with that, with that banking on that being your plan. And just from what little I've seen from him in person, I don't think he's ready defensively for left field. I think he's got some more uh, grooming to do there. But I do love his his plate discipline and the bat. Obviously, you know, a big year for him. So. I do potentially see him as an option, and that may be why you see the Braves, you know, maybe not sign a Benintendi because they feel like Malloy could that be that guy, you know, in 2024 or later in 2023. So maybe they go with the platoon option for now and then hope that Malloy continues to grow so that he could be that answer, you know, later this year or later in 2023 or in 2024. Uh, Trent Dickerson says, yeah, I think Malloy needs at least three months and Gwinnett, I would agree. Like I said, I think it's a similar situation to what you do with Michael Harris last year. You know, if you get into the season, you're really struggling out there. Your plan's not working. Malloy's crushing it. Then you bring him up, give him a chance, and see what happens there. But again, I don't think you go into 2023 with that being your primary option or banking on that in left field. I just don't think he's ready for that kind of commitment uh, in the Braves' left field position at the moment. All right, appreciate all the questions as always. Thank you for submitting those on Twitter and in the chat section as well. You got any more questions, make sure you leave them in the comments section down below on YouTube. But that will do it for this episode of Locked On Braves. As always, thanks for making Locked On Braves your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen, Locked On MLB podcast, where MLB expert Paul Francis Sullivan brings humor, passion, and a unique perspective talking about the biggest stories from around the league. Hopefully a lot of big stories to come with the winter meetings approaching again thanks for listening be sure to follow us on twitter at lockdown underscore braves you can follow me at shortstop ball also make sure you rate review and subscribe to the lockdown braves podcast wherever you get your podcast and we will talk to you next time hey this is stacy gotsoulias dc lundberg ryan finkelstein taylor blake ward host of locked on yankees locked on mariners locked on mets locked on angels and you're listening to locked on braves locked on braves locked on braves part of the locked on podcast network 